Uh, I hate the questions this week. I hate them all. Really? Yep. I just took a gander at your MRR. You shouldn't hate it that much. Um, yeah, I hate all the other ones. But the MRR one looks good enough to cover the rest. Yeah, I don't, so I don't want to answer the rest of them. Well, you're gonna. Giant robots smashing into other giant robots. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Giant Robots Smashing into Other Giant Robots podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Chris. And we're going to be talking about the products that we manage at ThoughtBot. I run an app called FormKeep, which provides form backends for designers and developers. And I, Chris, run Upcase, our subscription learning platform for aspiring web developers. Hello. Hi, Ben. Hi, I'm Ben. You are Ben. Want to record a show? More than anything, Ron. Great. Let's talk about the products that we run at Fopot. Yeah, you want to just dive into that? Yeah. No fun sounds... anecdotes this week? Uh, so I, I hurt my shoulder recently. Okay. Um, doing a Tough Mudder. Ooh. Tough Mudder is one of these like masochistic yeah. adventure race things. And I hurt my shoulder. And so I uh, called my dance people and was like, hey, I hurt my shoulder. And they sent me a handwritten card being like, we miss you. <laughs> come back and spend money we miss you well, i mean didn't you already spend all the money uh no so i bought a pack of lessons but i pay like every fifth lesson so i'm, I'm like i've committed to in the next year spending a certain amount of money but they get paid as i use them will they get paid regardless of if you use them uh at the end of the year yes like they're gotcha yeah. so you're paying in sort of installments but you are bought into the total right so okay. they want me to go through the lessons quickly so i can get the more lessons ah but so they've been like calling me and emailing me and sending me notes they've got those tactics and they're like we like you we want you man could do you think you could like i don't know get good enough at dance to convince them to take you into their school to get a copy of their playbook to then run away with it and bring it here and read it on the podcast uh or just you know read it for yourself and yeah i mean I, I think we're seeing the playbook we are but that's different than like you're seeing the visible aspects of it mm-hmm. but the actual thinking and like i imagine that's actually a detailed document that says a lot of things yeah i'm sure there's a lot of it there's a lot of probably interesting stuff in there yeah um, i the manager person said she would come on the podcast that's exciting yeah but we probably won't do that because i don't know why not i'm done with dancing bored with it i feel like the internet has really responded well to this this is probably the most popular segment we've had on the podcast yeah uh, in the time that i've been on it at least i'm boring but dance instruction maybe yeah maybe thoughtbot should pay for my dance lessons to generate podcast fodder yeah i could i could just start doing lots of things that have like advanced sales tactics and just report back on them start a franchise (laughs) seriously Thoughtbot's product portfolio now includes a Five Guys. <laughs> Ooh, that would be awesome. That might have uh, detrimental effects on your health, though. Yeah, it would. Speaking of detrimental, yeah, uh, FormKeep went down over the weekend. Oh, like the site? Yes. Oh no. Yeah, and I found out about it when someone messaged me on Twitter. <laughs> Actually, when someone mentioned it on Twitter, and I happened to check for like at FormKeep via a Twitter search, and they're like, FormKeep is down. WTF. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, so now, I guess it's only one Rails app, right? And it's just it running, is. But it's got a couple worker instances. It does. So the whole thing was down or just the web front end? It's a good question. I don't know. Like, did you drop form submissions is my question. Was I, data lost? I don't know. Probably. If you don't, if the if the Rails app isn't responding, then the workers aren't getting 
yeah oh we're right not, we're not the rails app posts. is the endpoints yeah yeah we, we it's possible we have dropped submissions yeah okay there is no distinct marketing site i guess is the the answer to that so yeah no if it was down it was down Uh-oh. yeah yeah so that's not that's not good no and the, the lack of monitoring uh, is not good so that was one of the first things i did this week was to set up by the way if you just want a text when your site is down it is so annoying really it took me a long time to find something that would even so the problem is that's all i want I don't want to like manage a schedule of people who are on call for incidents. So you don't want pager duty. Right, which is is what I in fact ended up signing up for because that was like the first thing I could find that would promise to send me a goddamn text message. Did you look at Pingdom? I thought that was basically <sighs> their standpoint. I think that thing. is. I found them after I signed up for pager okay. duty and I was like, "Oh yeah, Pingdom was that thing I was trying to think of." Right. They probably also do a million let, let me let's, I'm going to do a live critique. Here yeah. we go. Live teardown. Because what? you wanted a very specific thing and I believe they sell that very specific thing. They do. This looks like what I want. This is a good landing page. Website monitoring for everyone, which is kind of generic. Like that's a pretty terrible H one, I actually would say. Who who is it for? It's for everyone. What I mean, that I, mean, I don't know what words you actually put into the Google to get there, but you I didn't just get them. Hmm? No, I, I mean before when you were searching and didn't end up on Pingdom. Oh, yeah. Because they were the right answer, I think. But right. somehow you did not end up there despite the fact that you had a very specific need. Yep. Uh, I'm guessing you articulated it reasonably well. Uh, you know how to Google. Yep. You're tech savvy. I type, like, if you type send SMS when site down, it's like, <laughs> I get some person's blog post. You can just set up your own Twilio to if this, then yes, that, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw some, like, yeah, come on. Come on, people. Don't you understand? I'm Ben Orenstein. I want to pay someone to do this. I don't want to build no, my own. I mean, for monitoring, you do want to pay someone. Like, yeah. Oh, of course. I don't yeah, want to, yeah. like, string together my own garbage. Yep. So, anyway... It looks like Pingdom is what I wanted, but I couldn't find it at the time. So instead, I sent it for, for pager duty. And like, ugh. it's fine. It's just way more. Yeah. It's like you have 12 site reliability engineers on different schedules. Yeah. And you have incident. Yeah, it's much bigger than what you wanted, yeah. uh, which is surprising because like somebody is there and exists at that. Like you, for instance, offer form endpoints as a service. Yeah. What do people say into the Google when they want that? Right. Yep. So anyway, now we have monitoring, which I need to switch off PagerDuty and um, onto Pingdom, which is unfortunate. (laughs) So what actually are you monitoring? Just that you can get a 200 from the site. 200, like, landing page. Yeah, just from the root. It's all served from the same Rails app, so in theory, that would at least have caught this. Right. It won't catch if there's anything, like, if it can't establish a database connection, will the, like, the page that you're getting that 200 from still render? No. The Rails app would be real sad. Plans dynamically. Okay. Yeah, there there are better health checks than just that, but yeah. that's a good start. It sound like it's in- integrating enough of the pieces that I think that's at a minimum it's better than what you had. And right, yeah. we're, we're moving forward. It would be nice to have a. I imagine Pingdom supports this, but like post to this point and verify you get well, post, I guess, or get. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, we can we can do better, but it, at least there's something there as mm-hmm. opposed as opposed to like oh we didn't know we were down. Yeah. Also, the stupid. I mean, not stupid, but what, we just restarted the app and it worked. Like, do you know oh, what the actual why, issue was? Why I don't no, I haven't looked at that yet. Do you even have a way to look at that? What does looking uh, at that mean? I could look at the logs and see what happened. For some reason, I guess our web workers were in. Maybe something it like that. may have been. I mean, shouldn't that get restarted, though? Possibly. I'm not sure what sort of process managing Heroku actually does. Yeah. So I, I, need to, I, I need to look at that, too. Like, what's the root cause actually uh, yeah. here? Would be nice to know. 
but I figured monitoring was a good first step. These This sort of thing always falls into the, man, I really need to do this, but there will be no visible change to the application. Like right. per our two questions of, yeah. what did you do to improve the site? What did you do? I guess it, technically it falls into the improve the site, but not in a visible way, uh-huh. not in a user-facing way. These are, these are tough, but they're also critical. You have to do them. And yep. So yeah, cool. That was fun. Yeah, and I was also away from any like development machines. I was on the Martha's Vineyard, so had to like ping somebody else in Slack and be like, "Hi, please restart. Maybe that will work. Hopefully, because I can't help you right now." I had one and of those at one point where uh, the SSL cert for I want to say it was the forum, but might have been Upcase proper. Just it expired, and and we were down, and mm-hmm. I was similarly out in the woods somewhere, and I was like, "Ah, oh, God, yep. somebody help, please." <laughs> Yeah, that's when it's nice to have more people. It is. It team. is. Uh, once again, the benefits of building products within Thoughtbot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did another thing this week, which was to uh, finally uh, ungrandfather everyone or move move everyone to the new plans. And it looks like that went well for you. It did. Yep. Uh, we basically picked up fourteen hundred dollars of MRR by doing that in magic. Yeah, in like five minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, five minutes slash six months slash totally. 12 months, depending on how you count it. And yeah, not six months, but 60 days was at least the minimum period that you were waiting. But even before that, yep. uh, that's nice. That's nice that that had that specific of a payoff. Mm-hmm. Do you expect that to stick around? I think so. My guess is despite having emailed people a few times, there will still be a handful of people yeah. like, what? Why is my bill like this? Yeah. And then cancel or demand a refund or something. Yep. But I hope hopefully it'll mostly stick around. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. So that's nice. It's nice to see the graph just like, burp, yeah, new level. Yeah, I took a quick look and was like, oh, it's a it's a intermediate hockey stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it yeah. feels like I got it for free, kind of. Which is, I mean, I didn't. Um, it's nice, but also it's not a repeatable thing. Like I can't raise the prices on two hundred people all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, cool, we're at a new level, but yeah. we really are still trying to solve the same problem as before, which is like, how do we add a consistent amount? Of, which is a lot yeah. every month and it was latent in the system like there's that's not going to happen again no one else is going to end up in those plans and then have mm-hmm. that sort of escalation mm-hmm. so but nonetheless it looks real good it's, it's nice yeah and, i mean uh, yeah, it's moves you in the answer. right direction so uh and it also i mean it, it speaks to the broader pricing work that you've been doing and that things are kind of heading in the right direction on all of that so uh-huh cool stuff did we talk about SimCity on the podcast uh i don't recall a time where we talked about SimCity. I hope I'm not repeating this story, but maybe, but so in the original SimCity, or maybe it was SimCity 2000. Are okay. you sure we haven't talked about this? I'm not sure. There was a scenario. So they, SimCity had like exploration mode where you like make you just make stuff, but they also mm-hmm. had scenarios it shipped with. Like they would give you an existing city and then say, "Here's your challenge yep. within this time period. Do this." And there was one for Flint, Michigan. Okay. Uh, which is you know a town whose economy has stagnated. I think we've talked about this, but I don't know. No, I'm just thinking, isn't that the town with the lead in the water? Mm Mm-hmm. The, like, recent Maybe it was Detroit. Maybe it was Detroit. I don't know. Somewhere in Michigan. Okay. Somewhere in Michigan. And the idea was the economy was depressed, Mm -hmm. and your your mission was to increase the uh, GDP equivalent Mm -hmm. um, in some certain amount of time. And there was, I saw, I found this guide for like how to accomplish this. And it was like, guess what? You just go and lower the tax rate to zero and it will, and do nothing else. And it will, by the end of the the time period, you'll have achieved it. By the end of the time period, you will have mined your, yeah. It'll, it'll work. It'll work Uh, for that time period. Yeah. uh, Right. So I feel a little bit sometimes like the person that has changed the number on the graph by doing the one thing. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is, 
I wonder if I could have changed prices on Formkeep and done nothing else and just like worked on other stuff or like sat on the beach mm-hmm. uh, and had the same impact. It feels like the the biggest lever I've had on MRR has been pricing, mm-hmm. and I don't think anything else comes close. Sure, but it sounds like you're saying that as if it's a negative. But I don't think it is because when you say pricing, it sounds like a singular thing, but there was actually work that went into it. There mm-hmm. was structural changes that needed to happen and some other stuff that went into that. Also figuring out the price points, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's quite possible that that was by far the most important thing that you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I am kind of saying it with a negative connotation yeah. and it maybe doesn't really deserve that, but it just kind of, it's interesting to me that it's, that there seems to be an 80-20 or like a 90-10 thing happening here mm-hmm. um, where almost all the results are from a small amount of effort comparatively or a small yeah a small proportion of the effort i mean you realize you're referencing an adage that is an anecdotal rule about how all things distribute uh yeah so like that's gonna happen right <laughs> right uh if anything i would say like i'm actually in the opposite situation right now i'm still looking for my singular lever have uh, you I've tried th- that one <laughs> Uh, we have. Uh, didn't go awesome, unfortunately. I think there are different ways to structure it, but just raising the prices did not work for us. But yeah, I think like you've seen good results with that one thing. Yeah. Uh, and also, there's nothing else really screaming for your attention. Like, What else would you have done if not that? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I, I guess my recommendation on that, and probably you've... I'm guessing you've used up most of the latent energy and the pricing change like i don't think mm-hmm. you just well let's double them again at some point people are going to stop mm-hmm. uh and actually the thing that i would recommend is just set up a test you have that kind of really nicely tiered structure but the ability to switch in new plans mm-hmm. play around with it see what you can do it's an optimization game it'll mm-hmm. take a while but kind of set that and then back away from pricing for a little while and i would recommend focusing on well actually you're focusing right now on the onboarding activation stuff which i think is good Mm -hmm. taking those people keeping them around but then switching to the front end and trying to get more people in the door Mm -hmm. uh and hopefully that can be the next big lever but yeah i don't uh, i don't like the negativity that you seem to be hinting at around this i don't i don't see i guess it's it's not totally negativity but i I guess it's, it's a little bit like is it a one-trick pony kind of thing? Are you a one-trick Am pony? Am I a one-trick pony? Our, today at lunch, there was joking about Ben's playbook and your strong personal brand <laughs> and it being these items. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens next is yeah. my answer to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess that's the... So I, I'm actually thinking about rolling off form keep because I've done my, my single trick. <laughs> so it's like, where else can we where apply this Where are you going trick? next? <laughs> Somewhere that needs higher prices. You stay out of my fiefdom. <laughs> Actually, maybe we need maybe we need this voice, but yeah, um, I have my eyes on many fiefdoms. <laughs> Anywhere where there are prices, they can be higher <laughs> if they haven't been raised recently. Can, we're going to delete some features, talk to users, raise prices. So, I guess the one thing that I'll say uh, is, how's your personal satisfaction around having done that? Mm, like uh, it was effective. Uh-huh. So, in the sense of raising MRR, mm-hmm. we've seen that. Mm-hmm. There's a question around whether or not it's been raised by enough. I have no idea to the answer of that. That's mm-hmm. a hard one that we historically at ThoughtBot have not been able to answer. But from your own personal viewpoint, looking back on the work that you've done mm-hmm. and the success of the pricing stuff, how do you feel? I feel good. Um, I'm happy that I was able to recognize the opportunity mm-hmm. and go take it on and figure out um what would work there i so i feel 
I feel like when it comes to pricing models, I've gotten a lot more knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at Hound, for example, uh, which charges currently per repo and gets a lot of the same complaints that yep. FormKeep got when we charge per form. Uh, and I think has the same weaknesses. And so we're actively looking f- for develop, like we're, we're gonna grab a developer and throw them on Hound or, or ask them if they're interested in working on Hound, uh, like right now. So I think that's positive. And so that's a nice lever to understand and to be able to pull. I do feel like I don't have similar knowledge in other places. Mm-hmm. We're working on this now, but like I haven't come in and like said, ah, activation is the problem and here's the solution. And then seeing like, a, wow, that totally worked. Now we've doubled how many people get through the Right. Thing. You haven't been able to have a similar effect at different points in, right. the, in the machine. Yep. So I guess... I feel pretty good, although I feel like I need to know, now I need to know, like, what, what's the next lever? Like, where mm-hmm. else is really high value to focus and get better at improving that part of the product? I think it's interesting that that's the way you answer the question, because I was more asking from the standpoint of looking at the work that you've done. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anything in that that you're thinking of, like, back to when you were a consultant developer, mm-hmm. and there was some gnarly piece of code or some architecture that you built and something that you could just kind of point out and say that I made that I'm really proud of that it sounds Mm. like you're describing the business in that way Mm -hmm. and so that's the thing that you've built but from the standpoint of the thing that you've done is raise prices Mm -hmm. mostly like to really be reductionist about it Mm -hmm. are you happy with that as the like body of work that you've done from an intrinsic motivation standpoint hmm it's a weird question, but that's my question. Um, so you want my impressions on not the outcome, but whether like the amount, like the, the, the total sum of work that got done was satisfying? Possibly, yeah. Um, you're, you're highlighting it as this singular thing. Yeah. So just in the sense of like the hours that went in. Yep. How do you feel? Well, the, so for that particular project, it was a bunch of hours, but it also had a big payoff. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pleased with that. Beyond that, I mean, FormKeep hasn't changed a lot. Mm-hmm. We redid the styles. We've smoothed some rough edges down to that JavaScript. Bit. Yes, we wrote out Ember. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Remember I, that? I, that was the best. <laughs> Nothing was quite as good as that. Um, so it's been like six months, I guess. Mm-hmm. Revenue's up 80% since then. So, like, that's cool. Um, the product hasn't changed a lot, but I don't think I took it over thinking the product would change a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty happy with my performance over there. You asked if I was satisfied. I guess, yeah, I guess I am satisfied. Well, I guess performance isn't quite the kind of measure here. I'm thinking okay. more of the, like, I had fun making this I thing. fun. Hmm. So in the sense of, I don't know, craftsman is a loaded term, but in the, like, I sort of miss that from my development time. Hmm. Uh, I'm building this business, and right now things are a little bit shaky in case, so that, that mm-hmm. certainly uh, tints this, but... The idea of like, what did I make? Oh, that that was awesome. I spent like two weeks and I built this thing and it was great and I had a lot of fun. Mm. Do you miss that at all? I got some of that with Formlinter. Okay. That was kind of nice. It was it was nice to wake up some mornings and be like, all I had to do today is write code. I totally know how to write code. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get a dose of that recently. I don't miss it that much. And now you're basically, at, it sounds like sort of an inflection point or a decision point. You want to keep going on the business stuff. That's the sort of thing you want to keep building. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, it is. I feel like that's my 80 and the 20 is Haskell. Okay. <laughs> or something like that. Like yeah. I still like the getting like solving problems better with code is still very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. If doing more business stuff meant I wasn't doing any programming, that I think would be a deal breaker. Right. But if the most of my time is spent thinking about higher level concerns like revenue and who should be on what project and all that, uh, I think I'd be okay with that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well then good job on the pricing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Roundabout, but yeah. Yeah. Um, activation stuff, speaking of, um, is a little bit stalled. 
Okay. So our goal was actually to ship an initial version of that today right? Uh, so that we could iterate on it next week. And we did not. Um, Tyson came up with some mocks that he ran by me and I thought were pretty good. And he ran by some other designers and thought were pretty good. And then he took these to a design critique that New York was doing, I mm-hmm. guess. I guess I think their design team gets together and mm-hmm. gives feedback. And there was, so the, the core of it was like splitting people based on whether or not they were dealing with a new form or an existing form. Mm-hmm. And people were not jiving with that language or the way of thinking. Hmm. Um, and a little bit was lost in translation here. Like Tyson sort of was like, people weren't into it. It wasn't good. People were like thinking that everything kind of feels like a new form to them. Also, why are we calling it a form? Because we're not really making the form. Hmm. And it's just kind of like this disconnect of language and that split wasn't making sense to people. And these were all ThoughtBot designers who had not seen FormKey before, like, didn't really know how what it was. Hmm. So, like, pretty decent test group for us. Yeah, in the sense of this is someone who needs to set this up, is new into the application, and will now be presented with that screen. Yeah. Yep. So his sense was, like, we hadn't really hit on a good answer hmm. to this. So he's not quite gone back to the drawing board, but is, has, like, another flow he wants to try. He's, gonna, he's working on that now and is going to sort of pitch it to me mm-hmm. today, I guess. So that's a little unfortunate. Uh, and we also, so as part of this was, like, he was like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And I was like, I don't... He was asking me questions about people signing up for FormKeep and what they were doing and what their status was. And I was like, we should just talk to them. Or he might have even said that first. And I was like, yeah, we should... Why don't we just ask them? Mm-hmm. So he sent an intercom message trying to set up some calls with people. And he was like, I wish we'd just done this first. And I was like, yeah, definitely. Raise prices, delete features, talk to users, repeat. Maybe talk to users. Yeah, maybe talk to users should come first. Because you did here. talk to the users before you raised the prices. I remember that. Yep. And I give thumbs up to that. Yeah. <laughs> that ordering of things. Right. So that's in progress still. I'm wondering if we're getting a little bit too much analysis paralysis where it's like mm-hmm. the flows that weren't quite clicking are, I think are still a lot better than what was there. Yep. So like going back and trying to make them like take another crack at it and getting something that's even better is maybe good, but also shipping what we had might also have been good too yeah well especially are you planning to ship it under the context of an a b test or time series at least yeah yeah it's a good question i don't think we have the the traffic to make an a b test really reasonable the number of people that are getting to that final step of the funnel and actually setting up a form per Mm. month is just low it seems like it would take us a long time to get good data from that Mm -hmm. well i don't know you kind of have to though right like at some point you want to know (laughs) did that improve uh i mean you don't have to (laughs) We're just doing a thing, and then it's going to be done. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we, we have a sense of historical... We can see all the historical So you're going to do it as a time series then. Uh, so you're still going to be looking at it and hoping that it improves. Oh, for sure. That's right. very much the goal. But not a parallel A-B test. Uh, unlikely. Okay. Yeah. So that's the status of that. Uh, we still have one more... I still have one more week of Tyson before he uh, rotates onto Upcase mm-hmm. uh, for another two weeks. So we certainly will ship something. <laughs> um, we'll see what it is. We will see. Yeah. All right. I think that's that's what's what's new in FormKey plan. Cool. It's new with you. Uh, so this was the first full week that Jeff was on the project, or mostly full week. Both of us actually had a vacation day this week, making it more complicated. Mm. But I think that went really well. Jeff is uh, pretty comfortably moving through the project, taking on things. Um, we're pairing on and off, but uh, I'm feeling good about the level of process documentation and how is it that we run this thing called upcase what does that mean what are our high level thoughts and strategies um so i feel like that's going quite well uh hopefully jeff would say the same um but that took up a bunch of this week 
One thing that I started this week that I'm pretty excited about actually is talking to users. Hey. You've been mentioning this for a while. So uh, this week was actually sort of a when it rains, it pours. Uh, we sent out a survey. We got 82 responses to that. So we've got a nice body of uh, data there. Mm -hmm. um, so starting to look through that and trying to pull out intelligence from the raw data. What kind of stuff are you asking? Or what, what, what of the questions you asked, what has yielded the most interesting answers? Um, so a couple of things were stand out for me. One was, uh, how long have you been programming? Hmm. And we've, we asked this in the survey a year ago, and it was biased towards more advanced years. So like three and up. People were answering that. Yeah, three and up was yep. kind of the, the spike and then uh, bell curve around that basically. Okay. Now we saw actually significantly more one to two. Hmm. So oddly enough, despite I would say a focus of effort into the intermediate to advanced branding and positioning and all of that, mm -hmm. we're seeing more new users. Hmm. Uh, and I guess one to two years is not tiny, yep. but um, and I guess we didn't even have a segment for I am new to programming uh, because I just dis I think that's actually a gap in my own thinking about it. Like there could be people in this app that are basically new. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. uh, we should have sufficiently explained what this thing is. But yep. the one to two year uh, was sort of surprising. And I think that represents a shift in who's coming in, hmm. which is sort of interesting. Yeah, um, totally. And we've also seen people then highlighting, I feel like there's sort of a gap between where this course starts and where I am. So that's kind of interesting. We're mm. seeing that both in the raw data of the survey and in qualitative responses from people. So you're saying that of this group that's coming in with less experience, they are finding that there's the stuff is too advanced for them? In some cases, we're hearing that. It's not like mm -hmm. an overwhelming thing. We're still seeing, I think, a majority of people in that uh, more advanced group, mm -hmm. but more than historically had been present, we're seeing newer users. That kind of makes sense to me, given... I feel like there's like people are kind of... There's like a baby boom of Ruby developers mm -hmm. happening right now, where like, like boot camps are coming up to speed aggressively and yeah. churning out lots of new Ruby programmers. Yep, and I guess boot camp graduates would be solidly in that window, and I do think of them as sort of our ideal audience. Mm -hmm. So it sort of makes sense, but it does mean that there are more gaps that we might want to fill. Mm -hmm. So another one that was actually uh, interesting, and I think distinct from the last time we were in the survey, was are you currently employed as a software developer? And 87% said yes. So 87% have a job as a software developer. So we're, mm. I think historically we had seen more people searching for that first job. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, the the drip email course that we have speaks to that land that rails dream job, those sort of things. So it's interesting. This feels like a shift to me that we're seeing more people uh, that are employed currently in this field, but are still looking to improve their skills and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Similarly, we have a question around what are your goals with Upcase? What are you looking to do here? And similar answers to the previous time with the exception that learn new skills and technologies, the vast majority of people said yes to that, which sounds kind of obvious, but we saw less of that with the first version of the survey, hmm. the year ago version. Mm -hmm. uh, people were much more interested in kind of more abstract ideas of becoming a senior developer. So less about particular technologies and more about broadly, I, I want to make better code. I want to also be a part of a community. Uh, and so community is actually much lower this time and technologies, particular things has moved up. Going back to that employed professional thing, mm -hmm. Any chance you asked people if their employers are paying for their subscription or if they are? 
I meant to include that. I'm not sure if I did. Uh, so I have a question about Teams, and Teams is sort of a proxy for that. Uh, it's not perfect because some people have their employer paying for their single license. I do not have that question, unfortunately. Mm, okay. This is the problem with surveys is I spent a while kind of tweaking the questions and still was like, I don't know, and I don't get to take this back. But mm. there we are. Mm. That might be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Or that, that points to me, if, if a lot of people are, are professionals already, there's a good chance that their employers are paying for this, mm-hmm. right? Out of a training budget kind of thing. Yep. Which would suggest less price sensitivity mm-hmm. and whatnot might give you some more better leeway to do certain things. What sort that of... That shall not be names. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I'm, and now I'm very much regretting not including that in the survey. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, we could, in theory, do a follow-up um, if we feel like that's a strong enough question to follow up on. But. I mean, if, if you really would like to know, if you emailed the people that responded already and said, thanks for your, th- your responses, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hey, one quick additional question. Yeah. Like the people that have already proven willing to yep. respond, that might, you might get a good response rate on that. Yeah. Uh, 8.5 out of 10 they would recommend upcase to a friend or colleague. That's just nice to hear. That's a really yeah. Wow. Would you expect higher or lower? Uh, I mean, that <laughs> sounds really great. It does. Uh, so there's a certain sort of self-selection bias, I assume. Here, the people who are interested in doing a survey, the wording actually borrowed your uh, survey wording from back when you did it on FormKeep, and sort of like, hey, we're trying to improve this platform. We want to make it better for you. We would love it if you could answer. Um, so I think the people who are going to do that are naturally going to be hmm. potentially slated on the the bigger fans. But the particular wording, and this was this was very purposeful, of would you recommend it? Not just do you like it, but would you recommend it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty high, yeah. uh, which speaks to maybe we should have some sort of refer a friend right. affiliate thing. Right. Um, would you recommend it? Good, because you can't. You can. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can send him a link, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's well, I want to do it in the form of you each get 50% off your first month kind of thing, something like that, but then have to write code and, you know, writing code. I do recall from my time running Upcase that we would get the occasional email about like, hey, I do want want to refer people. Do you have some sort of like referral program? Oddly enough, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've heard that specifically from people, Mm -hmm. but um, it definitely makes sense. And especially if we could reach out, that sort of thing. Um, Let's see. The last thing... Which features slash content have you used? Trails, everybody's using that. The weekly iteration, standout 85% of people are saying that's core to my experience here. Uh, much less so on the exercise system, which kind of maps to what we see in the usage data. Um, flashcards, just under half, but those who use it seem to like it a lot. It was mentioned a number of times in the what are some things that you really like about Upcase. Huh. Flashcards came up, uh, which is kind of surprising because I think we built that and then it's been kind of... We, we built a few additional pieces of content for it, but haven't pushed it that hard interesting um what was the percentage on the exercises exercises is 56 percent okay uh flashcards 45 percent the upcase github repo 35 percent that feels like a missed opportunity there Hmm. uh we do reach out to people and say like hey have you tried this but that might be one worth pushing a little harder this this is people getting access to the the actual github repo behind yeah, yeah, so like watching the repo and yep. seeing as we're working on it and using it as an example of what's a production Rails app look like. Uh, the forum was surprisingly low. So forum reading, 33%. Forum posting and replying, 7%. Hmm. Uh, I would be interested in seeing what that looks like historically because I think initially there was a solid bump and there was actually kind of more of ThoughtBotters were in there mm-hmm. and that's kind of waned a bit over time. Mm-hmm. Right now we're seeing a bit of resurgence, uh, particularly Jeff is uh, came from the forum. That's mm-hmm. where he was birthed into the ThoughtBot. 
So he's been pretty active in there, and I'm trying to get back in there as well. But I wonder what that would look like had we asked this a year ago. Hmm. Uh, but that feels also like sort of a missed opportunity. Um, or a thing you can stop doing. Um, well, I mean, I did. <laughs> uh, so I think that that speaks to where we're at now. Yeah. But I feel like it's resonance is the the term i'll use so basically as we put energy into that it will naturally kind of multiply that energy um if people see it to be a good place an active place to have conversations about more advanced topics then they'll be more inclined to start conversations continue conversations uh but if they see that it's kind of a ghost town then you know i've certainly seen that with other online communities Mm -hmm. uh but there is a question of how much effort we want to put into that and yep uh all of that i imagine that resonance is true for a lot of things that you could spend time on it's like um, any, anything you spend a bunch, spend a bunch of time on, I would, I would expect to see more usage of. Yeah, th- this one feels like it stands out though because like it's so visible mm-hmm. to everyone, and it has sort of a network effect, whereas other True. things do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the sort of uh, quantitative aspect of it. We also asked some more freeform questions of what do you like, what do you not like, what do you most want to see. Um, there were some standouts in terms of content. Uh, there's sort of a clear answer there. Still a lot of interest in Rails, which is great, um, but also some interest in some newer technologies. Um, so contemplating what that means and how we can move into those or if we want to and mm-hmm. how we want to support that. Mm-hmm. So lots of good food for thought. I want to do a little bit more research based on the broader data set that we have. Uh, so not the self-selecting group that said, I would like to talk to you, but the everybody um, who's using what, what features and what usage patterns correlate with longer term subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a little bit of data analysis looking at uh, retention, specifically retention in terms of you start from subscribed and following that, what's the drop off rate and doing anything. Mm-hmm. So downloading a video, watching a video, doing an exercise, I think logging into the forum would technically count there. And so there were some very clear shapes in that data, in that curve. Uh, initially, we're seeing a big drop-off, so there seems to be a clear opportunity to grab people early, to get them in there, to get them their first win, to keep them engaged and not lose them right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, then, we're seeing drop-offs right before each of the month markers, hmm. which is largely due to the fact that we send them an email that says, hey, we're going to charge you money. You pre? We do. Mm, interesting. Which... I inherited that, and I feel evil changing that. Change it. Uh, so I'm, I'm contemplating doing a sort of rolled-out change where existing users get grandfathered into the old thing because that is something I think would actually annoy people a lot if they've come to expect an email that says this is you're going to be billed, and then suddenly they got, you were billed. <laughs> but that's a thing that we can do. We can roll that out as a gradual thing. Uh, sure. Yeah, I guess. Although, like... It might not be worth it, honestly. If you have like twenty percent churn, is your churn like twenty percent ish somewhere around there? Uh, it's in the fifteen to okay. seventeen. Uh, I think seventeen most recently. Seventeen yeah. percent. I don't know. It's just like people are churning through at a reasonable rate anyway. So it's like, if it takes a lot of effort to do it in a phased way, people there's only a small chunk of people who will still be around after a couple months. Does that make any sense? It does. So like anyone coming in new, if we had right. made this change, they're only seeing that. Anyone. Right say six months is the average life term, lifespan. Yeah. That's the thing. But so part of my thinking on that, it's been a recommendation from a few people, but it almost feels like tricking people. And so I feel like there's a more making the product better way to do the same thing, which is I know at three weeks, there's sort of a, there's an intervention point. 
I should be sending you some of our best content at that point. Uh-huh. An, yep. email res- uh, an email reminder like, hey, we've got this great thing. You haven't even tried it yet. You should really try it. For sure. Super quick, super easy. So we've identified these few points, both the initial probably 10 days, critical, let's get in there, let's do some interventions. And then I'd say 21 days and 51 days. Those are the the really core points. And so mm-hmm. if I can hit those, doing that, then I think I'll feel good enough that I can say like, sure, we're going to flip this email, um, which will probably have an effect. It'll move churn a little bit out. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think doing both sounds good. I was thinking about it like if you didn't have this email already and you're about to implement it, you would definitely send it as a receipt, not a yes. Industry thing. standard is receipt. So, um, given, yeah. that, given that you can change the world, it probably makes sense to change it to be that. Can as opposed to just keep it how it is. Yep, for historical reasons. Agreed. But yeah, it's not going to be a huge thing. It's not going to make a huge difference. I don't think. It's just. No. A it, small I mean, it'll shift. Thing. I mean, but if it shifts by half a percent percent maybe i don't know something in that well a percent would actually be huge on churn so um i don't know what it would do but it would do something i'm sure mm-hmm. um so yeah that was the survey that, that was that was that um we also started the process of customer interviews so the survey was broadly let's talk to a random sampling of people uh, i think we tried to select for users that had been around for more than a month but i saw some people saying that they've been around for only a month so either they were their memory was wrong or intercom's filter was wrong hmm. i don't know anyway it was a broad kind of random cross-section of users but we also now have the customer interviews which are starting to trickle in and so these are people who are uh big fans of upcase have had success that they associate with upcase and that are happy to tell that story mm-hmm. and so we're starting to pull that in uh, i haven't actually seen much of that yet but i'm hearing little bits and it sounds like it's uh, fun stuff. I'm excited to hear that. But that's the uh, stuff is good in Upcase land. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also just today had a conversation with uh, an Upcase subscriber. Uh, her name is Astrid, and she just started listening to the podcast like <laughs> from the beginning. Oh, and wow. And so she asked that I give her a shout out, which will now be in the future for her many years. Uh, all 200. Yeah. Um, but we had a conversation around uh, she just started and was a little bit confused. So she sent in a help request that said, hey, I'm not really sure where to start. Yeah. And I said, you know what? This is an important conversation. Let's just hop on a Skype call and I want to talk you through this. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I took some notes and I basically answered a lot of questions. Uh, and her summary was like, this was super helpful. Frankly, you could probably just capture this in some form and share it back with everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's enough of a guidepost at least to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a really good conversation, highlighted some of the gaps. Uh, it also pointed to some of what I was describing earlier of we bill ourselves as intermediate to advanced and a lot of the people coming into upcase would describe themselves that way and i think correctly but everyone has different kind of patches in their learning quilt Mm -hmm. uh and so it's a question of where we want to backfill those or if we see commonly people just don't get the fundamentals of tdd and so although we have this great course about tdd on rails if you're missing the core it's not going to stick um so we've that's one that we have actually we're working to backfill but trying to identify where the rest are. Like, should we have more intro Rails content? Not because it's your first time programming, but because you're transitioning from PHP. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to figure those things out. But So that was a great conversation. Uh, and lastly, I had a conversation f- uh, with someone who works at a boot camp talking about 
strategic partnership sort of thing. Uh-huh. They're transitioning out of the boot camp, and the boot camp wants to provide some sort of continuing education. How can we help fill that gap? Mm-hmm. Uh, so excited about that conversation. It's very kind of early stages now, but that feels like the sort of thing that we should be doing more of. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if the product is not the sort of thing that they want to send their people into, then something's wrong. So I also want to know that. So I feel like it's going to be win-win for me, whether it be like, actually, you know, it's not quite right for these reasons. That informs some stuff. Or it's great. Let's send you some users. Mm-hmm. That's also great. That's awesome. I mean, it seems like a good, a good thing, a good sign to me that you're talking to a bunch of people. Yeah. Talk, that's kind of the, the standout this week. Uh, I talked to a lot of people. I didn't do too much, but mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing on that, you and I have had some interesting conversations talking about strategically what are we doing with this thing? Yep. How do we feel about where it's at relative to the amount of time that's gone into it? And thinking about the next set of basically investment that ThoughtBot's making into it. Do we feel it's worth it? Do we like the direction that it's heading and and the strategy? Uh, So that's, I'd say, still an ongoing conversation, but similar things have been happening. Uh, We had the growth meeting with Dan. So talking about broadly, how are we trying to grow these products? What are our strategies? Uh, And I think that was a really good conversation and gave me sort of a peek into Dan's head and how he thinks about growth and sort of a systematic way. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of growth loops particularly was the thing that stood out to me. So the idea of when you bring new users in, how does that kind of backfill and allow you to get more at the top, a mm-hmm. loop as it were. Uh, and so that was interesting. Uh, and similarly had uh, continued conversations with Matt. Lots of similar conversations, lots of overlap between all of these, but broadly figuring out what's going on with this upcase thing. How do we make it better? How do we keep growing it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, beyond that, main other thing that we worked on this week was starting the next course. So starting to actually flesh it out, take all the recorded videos and things and put them together and make them a thing that we'll put on the internet and let people watch and be excited about. Nice. Probably market a little bit too. So after all these conversations and survey results and all that, are there one or two clear things to you that need to change? Uh, if anything, I would say that there are many things. Mm-hmm. The difficulty right now is in focusing, mm-hmm. choosing the particular ones that we want to say, like, actually, can we take anything out? Can mm-hmm. we remove features or remove inputs of effort? Can we make this thing easier to do so that there's more time to focus on X and Y? So unfortunately, I would say right now, no, but I'm starting to get to the place that I think I would describe as clarity on that. Mm-hmm. Or if nothing else, I don't expect that the data is going to uniformly point at and, you know, shine some lights on and start beautiful music in the background saying do this one thing uh, i would love it if we could find a lever similar to the pricing lever in form keep mm. but i'm not sure what that is so hoping to figure that out frankly i would like to sort of lock down a strategy at least for the next month or so next week and then be executing because this week the conversations were great and personally i actually really enjoy talking about stuff talking to people just engaging overall Mm -hmm. so that's been really positive for me personally but at some point we've got to do stuff so i want to transition to more execution soon probably next week continuing out conversations figuring things out but beyond that i think it should be we're doing stuff we're executing on whatever plan it is that we sort of lock into Mm -hmm. so yeah okay i think that about covers it for me so you want to want to do some questions sure all right let's do it Ben, you work on Form Keep. How yep. is it better for subscribers this week? Man, um, well, it costs more. Okay, well, for that's some nice. Of them. Yeah, uh, we haven't shipped any product improvements in the last week. 
unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of similar for customer acquisition, actually. Your next question. Anything on the Formlinter marketing front? I have not touched Formlinter this okay. week um, because of the monitoring and plan stuff and all that. Felt yep. more higher priority. I think we talked about this last week, but it's kind of like this can kind of happen whenever. And so yeah. there has been some work there. And so I want to get the value out of it, but it's slightly mm-hmm. less pressing. I'm, uh, I continue to be interested when you get to that place so that I can try and steal ideas. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I hope. I have seen people trying it out. I think probably podcast listeners, which mm-hmm. is cool. So I've been getting feedback and bugs mostly um, from it. But uh, so we'll see. Uh, what did you do well that you should continue? <laughs> raising prices i don't All know right. um i don't have anything specific for i i hate these questions now i i don't the questions keep us honest ben they do i i dislike them this week i'm feeling really anti-questions for some reason uh so here's my meta question then. Okay. are you feeling anti-questions because you're not happy with the work that was done this week or are you uh, feeling anti-questions because you think the questions are not a good proxy for i've definitely felt that in previous weeks but what do you think i guess the reason i'm feeling anti them today is because in particular so i think the first two are, are good to, to answer consistently that's just like mm-hmm. the product should always be getting better and you should probably be thinking about acquisition a good mm-hmm. amount and i like i actually it concerns me that my answer to those are not clear are not better each week mm-hmm. um the second two right now are annoying me just because it's like why do i always need to be thinking about this was good this was bad and why does every week need an answer to these questions where it's like, this particular thing was good. This particular thing was bad. I don't know. Something something about the repetitive nature of that is... Yeah, me. I feel like we're saying very similar things. Whereas better for subscribers and more subscribers should probably be different from week to week. What did you do well and what did you do poorly? At some point, just become character traits. Right. It's like, I don't like answering support requests that much. So sometimes they sit there a little longer than they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week was good. So I guess like the good thing I did was I didn't not answer support requests. But like, I feel like... The, <laughs> There's a cup half full answer. Yeah, they're going to... I feel like these are going to be repetitive. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just annoyed with my answers. Perhaps. Because nothing is coming to me clearly and I'm a little tired. To do anything poorly this week that you should stop? I mean, clearly, like a million things <laughs> probably. Um, but no, nothing stands out as being particularly worse than my usual. Right. It's like well, Maybe it's time for us to shake up the questions. I think One and two sound good, but maybe yeah. we uh, switch out three and four. All right. Why don't we... Yeah. Well, let's continue through and maybe yeah, next yeah, week yeah. we'll have something different. Okay. What are your plans for the coming week? We got to ship those damn activation improvements. All right. We've been talking about this too long. Um, yeah, I want those out the door. Okay. Uh, if nothing else, like make that go. Bin deploy production. Bin deploy production. Uh, and what about your MRR? This will be a fun one. Uh, MRR is up 20% to 8,963. Hey, Which is pretty sweet for one week work. Yeah. And which is actually more, but you know. Yeah. That feels good. So why is the product better for your customers? Uh, shipped a weekly iteration, and we also uh, squashed a bunch of little bugs, little support requests. There were a couple of exercises that people kept getting hung up on, so I made some tweaks to the featured solution and things like that. Nice. Uh, I sort of gave myself permission on Wednesday to go slightly into reactive mode and just mm-hmm. say, like, there's some stuff. I hear it enough. I want to fix it and hopefully reduce support burden moving forward and make this thing more manageable. Um, so that was good. I mm-hmm. felt, that felt good. I think subscribers will enjoy that. Cool. Customer acquisition? Nothing of note. It's kind of a dry week on that front. Okay. Do well? Uh, talking to people, getting input from many, many folks, lots of subscribers, both good, both happy and slightly less happy, mm-hmm. or at least uh, needing direction, uh, as well as internal folks here at ThoughtBot. 
So that was that was excellent. Okay. Uh, what did you do less well? I think it's okay that this is where we're at this week, but very soon I'm going to get to a place where not executing, not doing anything is going to become a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's purposeful right now, so I, it doesn't necessarily feel right to say that this is something I did poorly. I'm trying to give myself time and not react to the unfortunate dip in MRR and things like that, but very soon we're going to be in that place. So that I'm not there, that I'm not ready, that I don't have the answer as to your question earlier, what are your plans? Uh, not super sure. Still mm-hmm. figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Got to lock that down. Uh, what is your MRR? Um, we are at 34.228, which is a drop of $245 or 0.7%. At least we're stable. It's it's less down each week. That's good. <laughs> the decline is slowing. I mean, in theory, uh, I hope that there is a, a stabilization point that we're not just dropping for random reasons. Like there should be uh, plateau. I expected it to be higher. It's a little, it seems like it's lower, but hopefully this thing will stabilize over the summer and then we can grow back. Not we're just falling off a cliff. Mm. Who mm. knows? We'll find out. Mm. Tune in next week. Same bat channel. Cool. Uh, I think that's it then. You gotta ask me my plans. Oh yeah. Skip uh, over plans. What do you hope to do by next time? Uh, I don't think we'll be ready to actually release it, but I want to push the TDD trail, uh, preferably having notes and sort of the course structure in place uh, so we're pretty close to a launch probably launching the following week hopefully every time i say that that's a lie so i don't know why i do uh weekly iteration i want to plan that out because we'll be recording the following week and i want to have whatever strategy plan whatever have that locked down so that the following week is doing stuff cool cool good chatting with you ben hey, you too today's show is produced and edited by tom tko obarski If you'd like to access the show notes for this episode, you can go to giantrobots.fm slash 201. Thanks for listening.